Welcome to Arts North. I'm your host, Michael Cast. Arts North, everything art. Um, my new tagline, and sometimes when I first started the when I first started the podcast, I would forget my tagline. The new one, since this pandemic, is to remember that the Renaissance took place during a time of chaos and plague, and perhaps this is our Renaissance. I have with me Shelby Richardson from. I've already forgotten the name of the dance, the dance society. Yeah, Method Dance Society. Method Dance Society. So not for profit. Yep. Dance Society. Yep. So what is the difference between a company and a society? Well, um, part of our platform uh, for Method was to really be um, an organization that was kind of... um, for the community and about the community, um, especially the arts community here in Prince George and the performing arts community. So it was really important for us not to be um, so focused on um, like a monetized goal, but Mm -hmm. rather um, an arts-based and community-based goal. And that's kind of where the society came in. Um, many of the dance organizations, Ballet BC, uh, Ballet Kelowna, uh, those folks are also uh, registered nonprofits and mm-hmm. uh, charities, and we wanted to um, approach it the same way for our community. Uh, we don't have an organization uh, specifically for dance that's not for profit in uh, Prince George, so this is where we started. What kind of dance? Contemporary. Contemporary. Contemporary I thought so. Just from the name, it's sort of, it's sort of, so I thought, you know what, I, I have, I had this secret, this secret desire to, to, to become a jazz dancer. Oh, wow. I'm a little old now. I don't think I can, I don't think I'd (laughs) be able to move. Um, So why contemporary? Uh, Well, contemporary for me uh, I'm a modern and contemporary dance practitioner um, when I dance professionally I dance for a contemporary dance company um, in Vancouver uh, the reason I'm so influenced by contemporary dance is because of the open end endness of of the form it's so fluid and it's so um, transitory it's very experimental and and that's what I enjoy about it it's the same reason I love art so much is um that the the boundaries are so um fluid there Mm -hmm. aren't really boundaries and you can really you can pull from things like jazz or um theater and different different elements of performing arts and pull them into your practice and I think I think that's why contemporary is such a a wonderful medium to explore is there room so like I, I I don't understand modern dance sure I'm, well, <laughs> it's funny because I because I love abstract painting mm-hmm. right so if you can liken it and you sort of did liken it to abstract painting yeah. where it's it's in the moment it's it's like uh, spontaneous yeah how can you choreograph something though if it, it does the choreographer leave room for interpretation by yes. the dancer yeah so and and that's where there's there's this really interesting line between um and and not a lot of folks know about this but um modern dance is, is 
is a different thing kind of from contemporary dance. Uh, the same way you would look at like the trajectory of art history in terms of like modern art versus mm -hmm. contemporary art. So I liken often um, modern dance. So practitioners like Martha Graham or Lester Horton to something like a Kandinsky painting or uh, uh, Mondrian. Mm -hmm. So you have those like structures within the work um, that create really visible forms. Um, so abstract forms, very angular forms. You would look at Lester Horton's work, for example. Um, and it was born out of that era. So that same era of like modern art abstraction, that's where modern dance came to mm -hmm, life. Mm -hmm. um, contemporary dance pulls off of that model. So it's kind of the antithesis of, of ballet, but pulls off of that model, but leaves room um, for the individual there. Mm -hmm. So it leaves room for the individual to experiment improvisation is huge um, we do a lot of structured improvisation so we give the dancers um, either key points or or key movements that they need to explore but within a framework of improvisation so um, it's almost like a very loose skeleton or framework mm -hmm. that they follow mm -hmm. um, or markers uh, and they and they experiment within that that's interesting. That's right. So yeah. uh, we're going to go, we're going to, uh, you are a curator yeah, of yeah. a gallery. That's yeah. why, that's how, that's how I, uh, Shelby knows these, the painters and the terms <laughs> and the, so how did you, so you have this wonderful creative life, I, I would imagine. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, so how did you get, so are you involved with Two Rivers Gallery as yeah, well? Yeah, I'm on yeah. the board of directors you're on at the board Two of, Rivers. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And you also you're a curate you're a curator at um, a step fine a arts step fine yep. arts, which is in the Ramada Inn in Prince George. Yep. Ramada. Yep. Yeah, yep. the Ramada Inn. Yep. It's always one. I'm so grateful that we have an, a new gallery, and I, and I and I'm hopeful, you know, that 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 Melanie can reopen group gallery, yes, and, and we for can sure. have a, we can have we can start to have a more vibrant downtown yeah for right. sure that that's something so special um across the board for the arts is is to have this kind of conversation between different spaces and places and mm -hmm. people and um it just promotes so much you know inspiration uh for different artists to go see to go somewhere and see something new is, is wonderful and there's nothing more inspiring than you know engaging physically and visually with art so so the news yeah the news have you heard the news the news about knox united church or what's called it's trinity church yes trinity church yeah oh you had your, your no eyebrows? i haven't oh, my so, eyebrows went up so, because my kids all go there to the montessori oh great to the child care center there yeah um sean is is exploring the and it, and it's it's still in the exploratory yeah. and they're still going to they're looking for funds to see um uh, like a, do a feasibility study oh. on turning Knox into a, a concert hall oh wonderful and not just a concert hall but i think the stage would be big enough for some yeah. smaller performances mm -hmm. so that could impact oh yeah that's the, great mm -hmm. i love that space 
I love it so, too I, because yeah. it's acoustically it's, it's yeah it's not so bad yeah <laughs> well and I've heard the choir I'm not sure which choir it is um the like a children's choir mm-hmm. is there on Thursdays and I've heard them a few times and it's just like lovely my kids love it there so so hopefully here's to a here's to a uh, a small um sort of um cozy yeah intimate performance space not 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 a performing arts center we don't want to call it that but no but but a performance space yeah that we you know the more of those that we can get in our community the better because we are so limited it's so funny when when we're trying to explain as performing artists to like these larger urban bodies like uh, different arts councils, like regional and federal, and they mm-hmm. they don't understand this concept of like, no, we only got we have w- one stage. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, um, uh, yeah, I get that. I cut my teeth in theater in Toronto. Yeah, in the eighties. Yeah. So, so when I came to smaller places, I was like, well, what's wrong with you people? Why don't you? <laughs> 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 There's my Toronto mentality until yeah. I hung around and I figured it out. I'm like, well, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's, it, it's difficult, but at the same time, it's, it's such a blessing to be part of such a connected community. Mm-hmm. I'm here. It's so, it's such a beautiful thing. It's such a beautiful thing to um, be able to really know and work with your fellow peers and artists that are in the community because it, it's a wonderful community. Have you been here your whole life? No, I have not. No. When so, did you get here? I moved here in 2015. Okay. Um, I came up quite often as um, a dancer. Mm-hmm. I did the Prince George Dance Festival. Um, sometimes I would come up for summer schools at Judy's mm-hmm. Dance Center. Um, but my husband's family is actually from here. Mm-hmm. And... Um, We lived in Vancouver and, you know, being like arts folks in in Vancouver is very difficult. And we, you know, we had already had two little boys and we decided that this would be a better place for us. And when we moved here, I think that was the biggest thing um, that really affected me coming here was just how amazingly connected and wonderful the community was to one another because you don't see that the same way in Toronto, which I've lived as well, mm-hmm. and in Vancouver or even Victoria. It's it's much more spread out, um, segmented kind of, and here it's just this you know beautiful community of people. So I uh, <clears throat> I always say to people, I said you know our our population here between seventy and eighty thousand, yeah, but yeah. it's a close like yeah connected. like you say connected and, and somebody is. knows somebody yep uh i came here in 2003 2003 oh okay and uh and i couldn't wait to leave oh really the thing they kept and they, i know i know so i'm like i'm out of here i can't at all this is terrible but but the arts community is what mm-hmm. is what kept me here for, oh wow for a we have this odd dichotomy of conservatism and mm-hmm. liberalism yep. in the same place mm-hmm. and and a tolerance, yeah. generally a tolerance for each other mm-hmm. uh, for different points of views. Uh, but the arts community I found was so vibrant and still mm-hmm. is. And yeah. Still is. Yeah. And just if we can create as many outlets as possible for that, that's mm-hmm. like wonderful. I agree. Um, yeah, it's so funny you talk about. I remember one of my first meetings. I sat down with Sean, mm-hmm. and 
uh, it's so funny how things come full circle, but uh, the dance company I worked for, uh, Move by Josh Beamish down in Vancouver, um, I was kind of part of the inaugural, you know, launch of that uh, company. Mm -hmm. And Sean was working with Josh at the same time. And we didn't even realize until now, many, many years later, because I think that was like, oh, 2005 2006 mm -hmm. um that we had been working in the same circle at that time yeah yeah it was really neat and then just that you know we have these connections um is really special so i think yeah. across the country i i yeah i, I mean <clears throat> more so of course locally yeah um but across the country i, I yeah the same thing i'm like you know i'll be talking to uh, a friend of mine, Ray, who's an actor in Winnipeg, and mm -hmm. I'll be, you know, talking to him, and I'll say, "Do you know blah blah blah? You know, so and so?" And they're like, "Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm doing. I'm like, no, I'm, you know, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. sort of thing." How did you get into dance? Oh, so well, I started or arts in general. Just arts in lay general. It on me, man. Oh, sure. Okay, so, I guess a long story. <laughs> um, well, I started dancing when I was little, yeah. like three years old. Mm -hmm. um, it is always been a part of my life so it's never left like dancing dancing or or formal training formal dancing. training since you were three yeah, yeah. since yeah. i was three so um yep yeah, i trained it's funny too uh i trained at spotlight dance center in vancouver mm -hmm. um who uh is run by jennifer white who is mm -hmm. actually a dancer at judy's studio mm -hmm. so um jennifer was like my mentor um all throughout um, elementary school and high school she took me to a lot of my competitions we spent a lot of time together she she invested so much into my training so I'm just so grateful to her as a person um, and she's the one who would bring me up to Prince George and mm -hmm. I'd stay with her family or Judy and um, that was just really wonderful and it was such an important part of my life when I got and I was always interested in the arts and painting in particular growing up and kind of when I got to grade 12 I had this option to go to um, TDT in Toronto mm -hmm. so the um, modern dance school in Toronto um, but I decided I wanted to kind of flip into a different kind of a different view of the arts mm -hmm. so I ended up going to the Ontario College of Art and Design. Did you really? Yeah yeah. No. I remember when it was they didn't they, well, they didn't have the design. It was just OCA before. Yeah, it was OCA it was, oh, before. a long time ago. Yeah. So Anyways, wonderful, wonderful school. It is a wonderful school. Yeah. A wonderful place to, to be, mm -hmm. too. Um, so I started out thinking I was going into the painting program, realizing, like, maybe that wasn't my calling <laughs> <laughs> pretty quick. Um, but I really was interested in the idea of uh, art history indigenous art and curatorial studies mm -hmm. so that ended up being my focus is uh, looking at curatorial studies but one thing I found like through that whole education was like the whole performance art was missing from a lot of those conversations and I found it so jarring because dance was such an important part of my life and mm -hmm. so were the visual arts and when you look at the trajectory of art history everything aligns just like music or literature mm -hmm. it all feeds into the same ideas and concepts that were coming out of each era so I didn't understand why you know they would do like token representation of like some writers and some you know there'd be musicians in there but really not a lot of dancers very limited mm -hmm. um and that was so confusing to me so I kind of I I started to pull it into my 
teaching practice in terms of dance, I would try and like weave these histories together a little bit more um, through teaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyways, that kind of pushed me along with my interest in indigenous art because it is, you know, um, something so special to me, especially too coming from the West Coast and then moving to the East Coast. Mm -hmm. I was like, what do you mean you don't know what this is and this is and this is? And so I was like, oh, Um, so it kind of pulled me into this direction of looking at museology in terms of curatorial practice Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the contemporary museum. And I went back to Victoria to, um, complete my master's in anthropology, um, at UVic, uh, with a focus on the arts. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where that all came in. Um, and then, you know, regular life, having children and babies i did my my thesis dissertation seven months pregnant so that was pretty exciting um yeah and so they set they seem very separate these two things to me this idea of like uh anthropology curatorial studies and then dance so i've been really trying to work hard um to kind of build myself a life where I can weave those things together Mm -hmm. and I don't think that really happened until I moved to Prince George where there's just like so much opportunity to um, because it's a small community there's opportunities actually to think differently and do things differently Mm -hmm. because you're not up against all these the system yeah this big system <laughs> yeah, of like yeah. of siloed um institutions yeah do you yeah. know what i mean oh, yeah, yeah. i think there's so much more um opportunity for transdisciplinary practice here mm-hmm. um because not just because those you know institutions don't exist they do but differently and our community is just um, so much more connected. So I think I think more open-minded, more because of a small community. Uh, the way I, the the way I look at it is 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 to to be able to compete with those larger centers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to use the word compete, but you you know what I mean. Like yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, to, no, to, I know to, what you mean. Um, we need to be innovative. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One hundred percent. We need to say, how can we do this same old thing? How can we do it differently in a way that's going to really grab people and sort of shake them? Yeah. And I think, too, you have an opportunity here where you have so many artists working in different mediums, but there's this space for them to communicate and Mm -hmm. talk to one another. So there's a lot of innovation that happens that way in terms of like cross disciplinary stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, it's so funny since we were like kids, uh, John Russell and I have always wanted to do projects together. Always, always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We always like dreamed about these these shows that we would put on or these films we would make. Um, and then we finally got the opportunity to do that in June with this digital piece we made. And it was just it was so amazing. It yeah. was. I, I. You sent me the link. Yeah. I took yeah, a yeah. look at it. I was just mesmerized. Oh, I loved awesome! It. I loved it. Awesome. Um, you, but you kept it private, though. It was well. We launched it for there was a week. We had it available to the public for mm-hmm, a week, mm-hmm. um, and now we have it private. Um, yeah. It's just part of. It's so hard right now, like navigating digital performance because it's like do you want it out there forever 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's a, a very strange thing to try and decide because, you know, you don't get to watch an Andy Warhol film all the time. No. Right? No, that's right. Right? That's right. It's very like there's a screening for it. And I really wanted to try and kind of protect um, the artistic value of it. Not that like film doesn't have that artistic value. Mm-hmm. That's not what I mean. But keep an essence of the performance aspect of it alive there. Um, yeah. I think that's what I love about theater. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Is that every night, right? Every night it's a different show. Yeah. It's yeah. something new, something different. It may seem it may seem like it's 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 not that fresh, but to me I call I call I call theater or dance or any live performance, mm-hmm. I call it the it's the original three D experience. It is. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it and once so correct me if I'm wrong, but I think are you saying that it's you wanna keep that sense of live performance yes yeah there was just some way we wanted to because the actual filming of that was it was an experiment Mm -hmm. right because we're Mm -hmm. using these sensors to control lights and sound and like it was amazing to be in that room with all that happening Mm -hmm. like there was just so much happening oh yeah yeah it was crazy (laughs) it's like it's like it's like if you if you're prone to epileptic seizures yeah do not want (laughs) no yeah we did have to put that warning on there but it was just um so that live aspect was there for us in the room but we needed to figure out uh, some kind of way that we could keep it so that it was still special for those who, you know, slotted out that little time mm-hmm. to come and watch it. Well, I'm grateful that yeah. I was able to take it. Yeah, take for look sure. At we are hoping we are putting it out. We're submitting it to some festivals. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and some main stage like showcase events. Uh, so it might be screened throughout the province. We'll Great. see. But that's, um, that's exciting. Yeah, it would be really exciting. So how does that relate to? So you have a you have a you have a performance <laughs> coming up. Yep. Yep. On October seventh. Yep. I want to say October fifth, but it's not. It's October. No, it's October seventh. It starts on the Thursday. It starts on Thursday, and yep. it runs to Saturday, so the ninth. So seventh, eighth, and ninth. Seventh, eighth, and ninth. There's two shows on the ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a matinee and an evening show. Yep. What can what can we look forward to? Um, well, you can look forward to live performance, which is like amazing and yep. wonderful. Uh, like, who doesn't want? to experience that right now um i feel like i don't know the last time i got to go see it like a live dance performance it's been forever it feels like but um one thing i think that's going to be so interesting to folks is like we are going to pull in part of that um sensor exploration that we did Mm -hmm. so john will be using some of that we're probably going to have to like limit it a little bit because it is so crazy and experimental mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm. it's very hard to monitor what's gonna happen but so when you say john john russell or john, john russell Riley? John, john russell, russell. Yeah. so so these so let me see if i can get I, i'm looking i'm thinking that that the some of the movement is somehow connected to to triggering sound and lighting yeah. effects yeah so i'll kind of come just i want to be in the booth yeah right <laughs> and like having your brain explode like Poor John <laughs> did. But yeah, so they wear it. It looks almost like an Apple Watch, mm-hmm. the sensor. So they wear it on their wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in that first piece, 
piece mother, you can really see it in terms of the lighting because if a dancer has her arm up in the air, it will like flood light in the front. Mm -hmm. And then when she lowers that arm, the light goes out. Um, so that type of lighting play um, in another piece. And I'm not sure how we're going to do this in, in the show yet, even though it's like a week away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but You'll we'll, figure, it we'll out. figure it out. Um, there was a projection going across the screen. So yeah. um, and it was kind of carrying at different speeds. So as a uh, dancer lifted her arm, moved it to the side or lowered it the progression of the projection would speed up or slow down. So it was like very jarring. Wow. Um, and when you connect that like to the intent of the choreography, um, it becomes a really interesting conversation in terms of um, what that imagery is. Mm -hmm. So in that case, Ashley Burmaster's piece that was in um, the June digital work, it was uh, called Arrhythmia and it was about heart rate and how um, like everyone's connection to their device like creates a physical effect on you. So if you get a notification, your heart rate increases yeah. or you get excited or when you slow down. And so that's what her choreography looked at. And so the dancer's movement timed with that heart rate in response to that choreography. So it's really cool. It's gonna, really, really I'll, cool. I think I'm going to, you know, there was a, <laughs> and I don't mean to be a downer, but people, oh, no. were, people were a little concerned about yep. the theater and the of space. Of course, and, yeah, and, and, of course. And, but I'm sure that, that all all the precautions are being yeah, taken to. Yeah, and, and Marnie is doing like an amazing job at Theater Northwest of making sure everyone is safe and um all the COVID protocols are in place mm -hmm. and we're following all the guidelines by the provincial health officer. So um, we'll get through this. Yeah, we will. And it's just about adapting. It's about adapting how we present. Um, it was so funny because I've been working with these dancers for it's almost two years now. Mm -hmm. um, and I just realized yesterday because now they're they're in contact with each other all the time they're working together all the time mm -hmm. and they could finally like uh touch each other which they hadn't done mm -hmm. and i just i kind of washed over me that i'd been choreographing without any type of contact mm -hmm. between myself or the dancers for like two years and how that really just challenges you to um, think differently about your practice because, yeah. I think anybody <clears throat> who who hasn't experienced performing arts may not understand the intimacy of the rehearsal hall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And and exploring those different ideas that yeah. the director or the or the the choreographer wants to try and express. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it can be. I can. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine that, how yeah. you could do that. Yeah, well, well, you realize how important it is to your practice because um, I didn't realize how much contact and physicality between people um, is a part of my, my specifically process. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, you get frustrated because you're like, oh, no, like, we can't, we can't do that, we can't do that. So it's when it's just like, I don't know, ripping off a Band-Aid all of a sudden, no, yeah. you're like, yeah. oh, it's all better. And it just feels so good. 
Um, and I just hope we keep moving towards, you know, oh, I'm uh, sure a, a I'm better sure. world and we can just keep going. But um, hope springs yeah. eternal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the tickets are available. Yep. They're available on the Theater Northwest website. Okay. Um, there it is limited capacity still. Yeah. So, um, but there's still tickets available. There'll be tickets at the door as well. Um, yeah, we're just so excited. The dancers are so excited to be in front of people mm-hmm. because you you it's so different when you actually have people mm-hmm. in front of you. There's so much exchange of energy mm-hmm. and it's so special for everybody. So, yeah, I just encourage people to, you know, experience it. It's going to be something special. So. 7th, 8th and 9th yep. of October. Two two shows on the side. Saturday. This Saturday. Yep. So at two o'clock? Uh, I believe doors are at one. Doors are open at one. Yeah. So showtime's show at, at two. two. Um, how much are your tickets? I think uh, they've got them at $44. Oh my goodness. That's cheap. Go. Go and yeah, experience well, it. Yeah. Well, and like, yeah. yeah, part of the, like, one thing for us was we, we really did want to be accessible. Um, to all folks that was and again part of the idea of being a society um but without being able to sell all your tickets to the theater it's really hard yeah. to put it together right yeah. so yeah. um yeah and yeah we just hope we can share this with as many folks in the community as we can so when do you think when do you think we'll have full houses oh I you don't know, know. I was talking with John. I did. Well, I did an episode with John Riley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, months ago, actually in the spring, and and yeah. and we thought it would be now. Right? Oh. We thought it would be now. We were like, I we really like thought. I right. thought I, if you had asked me in July, uh, which is when we kind of put this project on the horizon, mm-hmm. because it was actually slated for last year and it got canceled, um, with like. At dress rehearsal. Oh, <laughs> it was I like, had heard that. I remember yeah, I had heard that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we were just so devastated by that because um, we'd done everything, you know. Anyways, but. Um, and so I had thought in July, you know, like, oh, yeah, it will be back. But I just keeps going. <laughs> so. We'll get there. Yeah. I hope so. Um, Shelby Richardson, thank you so much for coming by. I just want to say one more time. Sure. October uh, 7th, 8th, and 9th at Theatre Northwest. Uh, You can get tickets online at theaternorthwest.com. No. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, Google Theatre Northwest. You can find the tickets there or you can get tickets at the door. But remember, there's a limited amount and all the COVID protocols will be in place. Um. Thanks for that. It was nice having a chat no, with you. Thank you. Nice thank you for having me. Nice to sort of meet you and get to yeah, know you a little bit better. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Arts North. The Arts North podcast is produced, edited, and recorded at the Arts North Digital Studio in Prince George, British Columbia. If you'd like to check out more of Shelby's fantastic dance society works, just go to www.methoddance.ca or check it out on Facebook facebook.com forward slash method dance society or instagram at method dance society 
Once again, thanks for listening. I'm Michael Cast for Arts North.